Hello guys and welcome to Odds on UEFA qualifiers for the World Cup 10th match day. So the last one, we have games on Monday and on Tuesday, very important ones. And we have, of course, Danny Fisichella with us to give us all the tips and predictions. How are you, Danny? Ciao Edu, I'm really, really well, a little bit tense for tonight, I must admit, Italy needs still to secure their ticket to the World Cup, tough game at Windsor Park, but there are other important games as well over uh, these uh, two days, uh, you know, the home nation, Scotland, Wales, they are in the playoff, but they want to be seeded in the, in, the, in, the, in the group, so yes, I mean, there's a lot at stake, and again, we selected the best eight games across Monday and Tuesday to give you also some betting tips. Exactly, a lot on stage. So, guys, analyze with us this match day. Ask any question to Danny. Leave your tips and predictions, as always, in the comment section. And don't forget to click on the like, subscribe, and click on the bell to get notifications. So now, let's go on with the show. Well, let's let's start Daniel with uh, with or without intro video. Joel is asking us about the South American prediction. We record the video, so you will have all the prediction for South America today in our channel. But now it's time to analyze the UEFA predictions, Danny, and let's start with the game you are very tense uh, with uh, because Italy, they are playing in Belfast in Northern Ireland. I, if Jorginho had scored these two penalties against Switzerland, but he missed in Switzerland, he missed in the Olympico in Rome. So Italy, they have to win. Danny, you will explain us what is the what are the mathematics in this group, but for sure Mancini's men need a victory because remember there are many ghosts about what happened four years ago when Italy had to go to the playoff and you lost against uh, Sweden. What do you expect? Because this Italy had changed a lot with the new manager with the Euro and I guess we all expect uh, that Italy start with the, with the right foot in Belfast and win this game. Well, assuming that Switzerland is going to beat Bulgaria, yes, Italy needs to win. And he needs to win uh, by a good margin. Some, perhaps the 1-0 might not be enough for Italy. So let's do a little bit of math. At the moment, Italy has got a goal difference of plus 2 uh, compared to Switzerland. But really, it's a goal difference of plus 1. Because if they finish level on points and level on goal scored, because Switzerland managed to do a 1-1 draw in Rome two days ago and then nil-nil in Switzerland, then they got an advantage in the head-to-head. -head. So basically, let's put it simple, Italy need to score a couple and hope that Switzerland doesn't score three or four against Bulgaria. Otherwise, they're going to be the playoff. We're going to speak about Switzerland-Bulgaria in a minute. But first, let's start with a very underwhelming Italy uh, that played poorly for most of the time against uh, the Swiss and especially the Italian midfield, which was the engine of uh, Mancini's team and the win at the Euros. Uh, they looked out of form, Barella, Locatelli in particular, uh, the absence of Verratti uh, was really, really costly. And then Italy uh, continued to have a problem uh, in the striking position with the number nine. Last three goals of Italy have come from a set piece. Di Lorenzo scored from a set piece against Switzerland. Uh, Bellotti 
has, has had a bad start of the season and yes, he was poor against uh, Switzerland. Immobile was absent also in Signe, didn't come to life. So Mancini now needs to take some strong decision, make some changes. He left Tonali out of the starting 11, despite Tonali being one of the best midfield players in Italy. When he came on, he revitalized the game. Uh, Berardi as well came on, won the penalty that then Giorgino missed and, by the way, also made us lose the Akka on that one. But, you know, <laughs> I was more upset because we didn't qualify directly for uh, the World Cup. So, yes, it's about changing today the formation, probably playing with the false nine, Tonali and uh, Berardi uh, coming in. Now, four years ago, it was the apocalypse for Italy. They were knocked out by Sweden. But I feel everyone was so buoyant and so relaxed when they went into those playoffs. They thought they were never going to get knocked out by Sweden and it happened. This time, there is a lot of tension, but I think there is also some positive tension. The team knows what the task in hand is and they will be focused. You know, uh, I don't think they will run the same risk they, they ran four years ago. Also, by the way, this is a much stronger team. Reverse fixture finished 2-0 for uh, Italy. Um, Northern Ireland haven't scored a goal against Italy since 1961. Yes, of course, you want to talk about the phantom of the past. 1958, I wasn't there, obviously. Italy traveled to Belfast, needed a draw to go to the World Cup in Sweden, got defeated 2-1. Goodbye, World Cup in Sweden 1958. It was long ago. Let's not talk about this. Let's talk about Northern Ireland instead, who got the first competitive win at Windsor Park and in the in the game against Lithuania. And that was the first win, competitive win in two years and a half. Yes, I know nobody has scored the Windsor Park during the World Cup qualifiers, but let's face it, this is a you know, is an opposition that for Italy should be. Easy. However, for Northern Ireland, the problems in front of goals remain. They only score six goals in the qualifiers. And, you know, if you look at their strikers, Josh McGinnis only scored two for Hull City. Connor Washington only scored three for Charlton, looking at Championship League One, more or less. You know, against Lithuania... Northern Ireland very good. They bossed the first half. They were slow in the uh, second half. And, you know, Baraklav said he wants three points against Italy. Of course, they want to finish on a high. They want to finish third in the group because that's going to help them in the Nations League seeding. So there is a lot of stake. And also, there's a lot of pride in this Northern Ireland team. But I think Italy is stronger. Italy are focused. They know uh, what the mistakes have been against uh, against Switzerland and against Bulgaria home in September. Half time, full time, Italy one eighty three. Uh, Andrillos is telling us even the correct scoreline zero three for Italy. Be careful because the Switzerland was not able uh, to win actually at Windsor Park. You said it uh, right, Danny was a goalless draw and Switzerland actually they are playing the other important game of this group and they need a goal feast against Bulgaria they have to win they have to score more goals than Italy in uh, Windsor Park but Bulgaria is a team that uh, they have also eight points like Northern Ireland but they haven't been thrust in this uh, no. World Cup qualifiers the heavy the heavier defeat was actually against Switzerland 1-3 when they played that game in Sofia. They are coming rested to this game because they didn't play last weekend. They played only a friendly game. And Switzerland, we are seeing a new one with Jaquin 
on the bench in the Euro. They show us, Danny, that they can score a lot, although they are not doing that in this uh, road to Qatar. Exactly. Now, first of all, credit to Switzerland for having a very good game plan in Rome, uh, playing on the counter-attack, being able to hold the ball up with Okafor. He did really well. In the second half, uh, they dropped deep, deep. And, you know, remember, I mean, if Jorginho had scored at least one of the two penalties that he had in both <laughs> games, Italy would have qualified. But Switzerland were missing loads of players, loads of key players, Mbolo, Shaka, Seferovic. And now for this game against Bulgaria, they will be without Akanji, suspended, Elvedi, Ricardo Rodriguez, Oko is an 18-year-old defender, Zakari and Oka for might be doubtful they ended the game against Italy with some muscular problem. And, you know, when you look at Switzerland, always competitive, they master of the qualifiers, they know how to shut down shop and be difficult to beat. That's exactly what they did against Italy. Also, thanks to the goalkeeper, Sommer, who's been outstanding in over two legs. But are they a team that scores a lot of goals? Remember, they need to win by a big margin because they need to make sure they have at least the same goal difference of Italy and they got a, a deficit of minus two, which then is minus one, really, to overcome. So they need, really, to win at least by three goals. However, I looked at Switzerland recently and they only won by three goals margin twice at home, only looking at home teams, in the last three years. They beat Belgium 5-2 in the Nations League, not this one, the previous one, 2019, and then they beat Ukraine 3-0 in the recent Nations League qualifiers. So, you know, we're talking about top teams, of course. I haven't looked about games against minus teams. Bulgaria, 1-1 friendly uh, in Ukraine before uh, this uh, game, only lost one of the last six games, and they always score in the last uh, six games. So do not take Bulgaria lightly. We saw, again, against Italy in September, they can sit deep, defend, play on the counter-attack, nick a goal. The reverse fixture, Switzerland won it comfortably, 3-1. They were 3-0 up after 30 minutes. But again, the 3-1 result probably is not what Switzerland looking for. Switzerland looking for a clean sheet and a big margin to make sure they qualify directly. Anyway, I think uh, um, playing away Bulgaria have been decent, two draws, uh, one defeat. They got a young side. They will be motivated to shine. Look, I look at the Asian handicap market for this one, and I'm going to go Bulgaria, Asian handicap, two plus five, which means Switzerland, to, for you to win the stake, needs to win by three goals margin. That's what they need to do, really. And this is where is uh, the value. Is Switzerland wins by one goal, two goal, which is what they normally used to do, or at least I hope, finger crossed, you win two points, <laughs> then please, Bulgaria, do us a favor. Um, so you don't think uh, Bulgaria is going to get thrust in uh, Lucerne? And one tip that we always <laughs> give, do not bet with your heart. Uh, of course, Danny is putting <laughs> his heart no, on I analyze. I do analyze. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good odd actually for Bulgaria not getting thrust in Lutheran. They were also able to draw even in Italy. So there is a lot of tension. Let's relax a little bit going to the group F. And here we have Scotland, Denmark. This is a very good game despite 
Denmark is already qualified, Scotland they are second in this group and these are good days for both national teams, Danny, Scotland after playing the Euro, knocking Serbia, now they've won five games in a row, the last game was a victory in Moldova securing this second spot, uh, their only defeat was in Copenhagen actually and for Denmark they can do the perfect uh, qualification. They've won every single game. They've only conceded one goal, surprising one, in their last game against uh, Faroe Island. You think uh, they are going to take this as a friendly game or Denmark is going to go full gas to win every single game in this qualification? I don't think they're going to go full gas because uh, I think... Uh... I mean, obviously, in a, such a long season, difficult season as well, uh, you know, the, the leagues are going to start in uh, five or six days. Then there is the Champions League after. Some of the top teams, you know, some of the top players will probably not be so switched on. However, you can see when Denmark conceded that goal against Farrer three days ago, Peter Schmeichel uh, was so angry was so angry about conceding that goal because that was the first goal they conceded in the qualifier. So I'm sure the Danish don't want to go there to get beaten, okay? They want to finish at least unbeaten. But I can understand, as some of the uh, some of the, the friends are writing us, if they rotate players or if the players that play, maybe they won't be 100% concentrated. However, let's not forget Denmark have scored 30 goals in these qualifiers twice as many as Scotland. And yes, they're going to miss a few key players. They were already missing them for the Farrer game, Braithwaite, Oybjerg, Damsgaard. Damsgaard really influential for Denmark for assist in this campaign and also for Sampdoria. They are missing him a lot in Italy. Scotland done the job in Moldova. wasn't pretty. Uh, I think actually uh, they struggled a bit. They were saved by Craig Gordon, the keeper on the nil-nil. He also saved a penalty. Then obviously Scotland hit stronger than Moldova, scored two, had a couple of goals disallowed. And I think credit to uh, Steve Clark for finding the right system, the 3-5-2, uh, playing especially Nathan Patterson, the right uh, wing-back, the young wing-back on the right. He hasn't played even that much for uh, Rangers and actually is starting for Scotland doing really well. He scored a goal and a Assist. On the left wing backs, you got Robertson and Tierney as one of the three centre backs. And basically, Scotland managed to accommodate all the talent in the team. Robertson, Tierney, McDean, always inspired. The good news for Scotland that always struggles for goals is that Lyndon Dykes and Ryan Christie are going to go back for this one from suspension. So, yes, okay, they obviously need a win to at least be sure or have hopes to be seeded in the semi-finals in March because now there are the playoffs. The playoffs are very difficult. 12 teams, only three going to go to the to the World Cup. And these games are going to be played only over one leg, especially the semi-finals because there are seeded and unseeded teams. If you play at home and if you are basically in the top six teams of the draw, you got a massive advantage over one leg. Then the final, okay, whatever. You can play at home or away, who knows? But you have to have the chance to play at home. That's why Scotland needs a win here. A draw won't be enough. Uh, they won five in a row. They kept four clean sheets. The last time they def were defeated, as you said, was two nils in Denmark. Open game, I think. Difficult to call a winner. Very high odds for Scotland, both to score 2 or 3 Okay, Joel is going for double chance for Scotland. 
Yeah, uh, because as he said, uh, and as you are saying, maybe it's time for Denmark to rotate, but Anton is going for Denmark clean sheet. We already saw Scotland actually scoring a lot in when they are playing in uh, Glasgow. So this is a very interesting game. And let's go to the to other group, in this case, Group D and uh, in uh, Bosnia. We have something on a stake, Bosnia, Ukraine, because Ukraine, they have still an option to go to the playoffs. And for that, they have to win in uh, Bosnia, as you predicted, Danny, I didn't see it clearly, to be honest, but Bosnia lost against Finland, despite playing against uh, 10 men. Uh, Bosnia only beat Kazakhstan in this uh, playoff, quali in this qualification round, whereas Ukraine is a tough team to predict because uh, they are able to beat Finland playing away. They are able to uh, stop and draw against France, but for instance, they were not able even to beat uh, Kazakhstan, neither at home nor away. But this is a must win, of course, for Ukraine. You see them doing the job? They must do. And uh, again, a win for Ukraine might not be enough because they have a worse goal difference than Finland. Ukraine has scored nine. Finland have uh, scored uh, ten. However, if they finish level with the same goal difference and goal scored than Ukraine, I know I'm already losing you here, they will go through because on the head-to-head, -head, Ukraine are ahead of Finland. Well, okay, let's simplify. Ukraine needs to win this one by many goals. It's basically same as Switzerland here. They need a two 3 mil win and hope Finland does not beat France. We'll talk about this in a moment. So now Bosnia, they are out, uh, disappointing. Uh, they could not beat a 10-man Finland uh, who played for 50 minutes with 10 men. They were without Dzeko. They suffered because they didn't have the reference. A bit like Inter, you know, missing Dzeko. You know, you don't have much uh, going forward. Had a couple of chances when it was nil-nil, and then they were poor out the back. Uh, the fans at the end, they jeered. Yes, it's a difficult time for Bosnia, as we said many times, an aging team. Uh, the golden generation of 2014 is coming on. You still got uh, players like, uh, like uh, Pjanic and Dzeko hanging on. They need to uh, rejuvenate it. Only one win in the qualifiers, and um, only one one of the last... 12 games at home. So very poor record playing at home. Only kept three clean sheets in the last 12. So that should give hope to Ukraine that, as we said, needs to win by many goals. But the problem with the Ukraine is that they don't win many games. In these World Cup qualifiers, six draws, and only won one of the last seven games, including the Euros and the friendlies. The last game was a 1-1 against Bulgaria. It was, in fact, a friendly. I'm sure they're going to go with the 4-3-3. Yeremenchuk, uh, Malinowski, Yarmolenko. Yeremenchuk is having a good season. Score four for Benfica in the absence of... Um, of, uh, of Seferovic. Look, because Ukraine needs to score, I'm going to go for an Asian handicap. Ukraine minus 0 0.75, which pays 202. I'm going to explain you now. So I know some people are... Uh, by the way, there is a brilliant video done by Edu on Oddspedia about Asian <laughs> handicap. So you can all have a look and learn after you watch this one. So Asian handicap minus 0 0.75. If Ukraine wins by one goal, you win half of your stake. So if you're betting one unit and Ukraine wins one nil to one, you're winning 0 0.5 of a stake. So on this one is worth betting two units, whichever unit you decide to bet. 
Bet two, if they win by one goal, which I think they, they can do, you all, you win half of it. If they draw, you lose, of course. Murat is telling us both teams to score yeah. or Jackson uh, draw for East, for instance. Let's see what is happening. But uh, Ukraine need to win. We have an Ukrainian as well, Andrios. Welcome. Andrius. Hello. So for you, Andrios, and your national team to have uh, options to qualify, you also hope that France is going to beat Finland playing away. Let's see what kind of yeah, France sure. we are going to see. Because we saw a full power France, uh, very convincing, great Mbappé in their last game. But with France, we never know. Even in this qualification round, we saw three draws of the current World Cup champions. Now they are qualified for, again, the World Cup in Qatar, whereas Finland, they got that massive victory against Bosnia. You see them also losing here against France. I guess uh, we have to check the lineups and check uh, what uh, the Shams decides to do before putting our money in this game. Absolutely. I mean, the win for France against Kazakhstan at the... At the um, was it Kazakhstan or Azerbaijan? Kazakhstan. Yeah. Kazakhstan. Get confused, sorry. Uh, it was good, but good for the statistics, really. 8-0, 3 goals from Bappé, 2 goals from Benzema, whatever. Do they really count? They count for the statistics. At the end of the year, we say, Bappé scored 59 goals. Oh, Bappé, whatever. They look at the goals that matter. And yes, of course, France always going to beat Kazakhstan. So I'm sure they're going to make changes because of what we said before. France are full of top players. They play on top teams. Uh, the top teams can't wait to get the players back, especially after a long trip to Finland, because they need to prepare for the league. And the Champions League is just nine days away. So let's not forget, I'm sure some of the top players, they don't want to play this game. It's absolutely uh, pointless. The previous one was good at home to break the record. So we'll probably see a chance from first minute for Chouameni, Diaby, Dubois, Zuma, which, by the way, they're not bad players, of course. France has got such a strength in depth, but I'm sure we won't see the full lineup of France. That's why the odds for France, I think they are perhaps too low. Uh, some people are suggesting France clean sheet. Well, France haven't kept many clean sheet either when they were playing with uh, the starters. So now let's look at Finland. Finland, they showed what Finland are about and how they qualified for the work for the Euros 2021, but by sturdy, relentless, hard to beat. They were playing 50 minutes with 10 men, still managed to score a couple. You know, they didn't concede many chances to Bosnia. That was Finland are all about. Let's not forget, with a draw, if Ukraine doesn't score many goals against Bosnia, they're going to be true. So they're going to be checking what Ukraine is doing. Ukraine needs to win, you know, no, no matter what. Finland can, you know, check what how things are going. And also, let's not forget Finland, you know, uh, at home they're not great. They won three of the last eight. And uh, um, if you look at the teams that are uh, in, the, in the second uh, spot, they are the one uh, that has scored less goal, only 10 goals scored. So I can't imagine a lot of goals for this one, but I could imagine a tight game with a double chance in terms of betting. If you need to go a double chance, you have to go 1x for Finland. So either a draw or a win for Finland, just because 
the draw qualifies the uh, the fins a little bit more. And again, the, the, the draw could be okay for the fins. And yes, someone is, is saying under 2.5. Yeah, of course, Andreas, I think under 2.5 is on the card. I don't think we'll see we'll see Mbappé, we'll see Griezmann, not even close to the pitch. Well, that's 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 my opinion. Hopefully not even Benzema. And he can rest a little bit. Uh, Joel is telling us that France uh, third team should beat Finland, but be careful because in this uh, qualification, France uh, was unable to beat Ukraine when playing away. Only yes. zero one yeah. in Bosnia, only zero two in Kazakhstan. So even if uh, we all know the quality of this uh, French national team, we also know that they are sleeping and not winning convincingly apart, of course, from the game at home against Kazakhstan. Well, now let's go to other group. Let's go to the Wales-Belgium uh, game uh, here. Wales, uh, they are going to play the playoff uh, via Nations League. Let's see if they finish also second in this group. Is in their hand. They haven't played a World Cup since 19. 58, and for sure they are very happy because they were able to thrash Belarus. 5-1, even Ramsey, who we almost forgot about him, scored a brace. Bale, who we also forgot about him, was in the lineup. We know that he plays for Wales, not for Real Madrid. Yeah. And Belgium, they beat Estonia. 3-1, they can almost make the perfect qualification group. They only drew against Czech Republic. We know their quality. What do you see here? Probably another tricky game to bet. Yeah, absolutely, because a draw is enough for Wales to finish second in the group if they lose, okay, uh, and uh, Czech Republic beats um, Estonia, if, if I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah. Yes, they will still qualify, but they will definitely be unseeded. Again, here is about who plays a home in the semifinals of the uh, knockout, uh, the playoff in March. So a win is better uh, for Belgium to have a little bit of uh, chances of playing at home, although it's very, very uh, tough. You know, the good uh, omen for Wales is that they have beaten Belgium in two of the last three meetings, the Euro 2016 and uh, they um, and the Nations League uh, and, and, a quali and a Euro qualifiers as well. Uh, Bale will play. He's been taken out when the game was already 2-0 against uh, Bilaros for precaution by play. Ramsey will play. People in Turin are going to be so happy to see him playing so well for Wales and basically never featuring for Juventus. But he was clinical performance for Wales. Uh, finally, they scored more than four goals for the first time since they trashed China in 2018. You know, they have a good, 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 good goal difference, which was all in matter. Uh, they have scored one more goal in totals than the Czechs. And, you know, they play Belgium, who Let's not forget, still world number one, uh, the, perhaps the bigger underachievers of the world, finished fourth in the National League, but master of qualifiers. You know, in qualifiers, Belgium, the last three, four qualifiers, they've always been uh, perfect. Uh, they had 20 attempts on goal with Estonia. They took it seriously, of course. Benteke replaced Lukaku and scored. Are they going to make some changes? Uh, yes, I think they are going to make some changes. We're going to see the likes of Trossard, Catelier, Artu Teat, by the way, plays on a back three in Bologna really well. Um, so, yes, I think it's the process of rejuvenation of changes of Martinez. By the way, also playing Castagne in a back three against Estonia. Uh, they're not going to go there and lose, both to score, 183. 
Hopefully, Danny, in one year time, we will be analyzing the World Cup in Qatar and we will say always the same. Belgium, they have low odds to win the World <laughs> Cup. This is the golden generation. They can do it. Yes. But at the end, sorry for them. Not also, Sal Takuri is going for both teams to score and over two goals in this game, 2.3. 1x, both teams mm. to score. So, we all expect goals in this Wales-Belgium and let's go to the one of the most interesting groups probably yes. in Europe, Group J. This is a crazy one because what happened in the last match day, no one expected it. And the first game we are going to analyze is Montenegro-Turkey and everything is a bit of a mess here because Montenegro, when they were... Two nil down against Netherlands in the last 10 minutes. They scored twice and they got a point. They are out of the race, but they put Turkey and Norway with option even to top this group. Uh, Turkey, of course, they beat uh, Gibraltar 6 nil. Their last game away was a victory 1 2 against Latvia, Dani. And if they win here, for sure they will go to the playoff. And maybe if they are lucky enough, they can even qualify directly to the World Cup. Absolutely. And uh, Turkey have got, you know, they, they've been given a hand by Montenegro uh, so much. Well, but not just by Montenegro, but especially by Latvia, who held Norway to a nil-nil draw. But let's talk about Montenegro. I think Montenegro are the unsung heroes of these World Cup qualifiers. Because, first of all, they always seem to score late goals and recover games when they seem to be gone. In Turkey, they did 2-2. Mm -hmm. They were losing 2-0. The game was gone and they managed to score in the 97 minutes or something like that. Against Netherlands, they were 2-0 down, being outplayed mostly. And then they came back and they also could have won the game at the end. All of that, missing three key, three key players due to COVID, including Marusic, who plays uh, for Lazio. So, okay, they got nothing to play. But do not underestimate them, and especially do not overestimate Turkey, which we saw being a young team, sometimes inexperienced, especially at the back. They can slip up, they can crumble. They did very well in the qualifiers before the Euros, and then they had a nightmare after the Euros and in a couple of games as well, you know, against Latvia in, you know, in, in September, October. I mean, they had to win at the last, very last minute with a penalty. You know, it's always a drama with Turkey. However, when it comes to the head-to-head -head with Norway, they got the plus one goal difference on Norway, but they score 10 more goals than them. That was really what keeping Turkey in the second place. So if they finish with, a set, with the same goal difference as Norway... Uh, if Norway only uh, wins by a big margin in the Netherlands, for example, and Turkey beats Montenegro, they got 10 more goals to their uh, side. In fact, they are the sixth top scorers of the qualifiers with 25 uh, goals. Uh, basically, they need to match Norway's result to qualify. Let, let's put it uh, simple. In um, They kept the first clean sheet of the campaign against Gibraltar. And let's not forget, they managed to win that 3-0 in Norway, which is really the result that makes all the difference. They tend to concede, though. They only kept four clean sheets in the last 20 games. Okay, so my suggestion for this one, I had a look also at the stats of yellow cards. Uh, these two teams, Montenegro and Turkey, they are in the top 10 for yellow cards. So average three, three yellow cards each per game. So if you want to go on the cards market, you can go over seven, 
over eight cards, maybe. I'm sure that would be good odds, but yeah, have a look on, on odds speed on that one. But if you want to keep it a little bit more simple, over 2.5 goals, 205. As I said, Turkey always score a few, but they're not great at the back. And yeah, don't un underestimate Montenegro. Also, Salta Kuri is telling us both teams to score over three goals. Andrijos uh, uh, also see Turkey scoring. Uh, this is a massive game for the new Turkish uh, coach, Kuntz, who is going to direct no, his most important game in Montenegro. I can see actually Montenegro and Netherlands winning this game and Turkey going to the playoff for the goal difference with Norway. But let's see, Danny, let's analyze the other game of this group, Netherlands-Norway, because uh, Van Hal men, they are also in travel after that draw. However, we've seen a very good Netherlands uh, after Van Hal took over. For instance, we saw 6-1 result uh, playing at home against Turkey, Norway, they played without their star um, in the last game against Latvia that you mentioned that they were unable to score with Sarloth as uh, the only striker. What do you see here in Netherlands, Norway? Because uh, also Netherlands, we were talking about the phantoms of Italy. What to say about Netherlands? Look, with Netherlands, I think the odds for them to win are, are too low. Uh, yes, they are doing great in terms of scoring opportunities. You know, uh, they have scored a lot since uh, uh, since Van Gaal took over. They are the second top scorers in the qualifiers with 31 goals. They are the first team for attempt on goals, first team for corners taken, uh, third team in terms of possession, Overage 70%, but the number don't tell you that sometimes the Netherlands have got uh, frailties at the back. They are easy to switch off. Montenegro easily unpicked them with a couple of balls over the top. I think, especially in the center backs pairing, De Vrij, also playing for Inter, I follow him week in, week out for, for, in, for Serie A. He's not in great form, by the way, he's injured, so he's not going to be played that one a chance for the lift. Maybe the holding midfielder's role sometimes is what he lacks. Uh, Van Gaal, you know, Wijnaldum, the young, maybe they don't like running backs a lot. However, up front, they are great, uh, especially with the pie. He scored nine goals in 10 games. He's the top scorer of the qualifiers. Six assists, top assist man. And he scored 37 goals for the national team, like Robin and Bergkamp. Just need... 30 more goals to be the all-time top scorer in the history of his country. I'm sure he's going to get it in, in, in a few months. In, you know, in, in, it is in great form. When you got a, a striker in such a great form, you are guaranteed goals. But, uh, you know, they need to be careful. Also, sometimes they lack that game management. We saw it at the Euros when they lost against the Czech Republic. After they got a man sent off, uh, they committed too many player forwards. And, yeah, they were... Easily, easily beaten, really, by the by the Czech Republic. If the game had Haaland, I would have leaned towards a double chance for Norway. But because there is no Haaland, then I can't trust Norway too much. But I still think that odds 820, it's far too high for a Norway team that needs to win, of course, if they want to qualify. Without Haaland, uh, Haaland has scored only four goals in the qualifier. So he hasn't scored most of, of the goals, but 12 in 15 appearances for Norway. It is a team that um, is improving a lot, but who are the goal scorers? If you, if, if you look at Elionussi, how many goals scored? Sorlot, 
as well. Odegaard, the most talented player for uh, Norway, only scored one goal in over 30 games for the national uh, team. And it's a team that tries, you know, they are in the top 10 for attempts on goal. Not much end product, especially when you miss the big man. But uh, we Netherlands, I think we are guaranteed goals. I decide I'm going to be a little bit conservative over three goals, two or six. So if there is a 2 1, 1 2, 3 0, 0 3, you don't lose, you get your stake back. So you need over three goals to win 2 or 6. We are seeing how Borussia Dortmund, uh, they are missing Haaland. And exactly. of course, Norway, uh, they are missing as well Haaland. That's why Joel is going for Netherlands to win 2 nil because he was saying that, of course, they are harmless without uh, Haaland. And also a 2 nil result for Andrillos in this game. Be careful, as Danny said, uh, because Netherlands, they concede a lot of chances. Let's see if Norway can take them or they are going to miss for sure. We will know that. Haaland in this game, very interesting. The last two nights, evenings that we have in Europe to see which teams are going to the World Cup, Danny, um, probably, I'm sure, you can put together an ACA for us uh, so we can enjoy even more these games. Okay, five games, as always. Switzerland to win the first half against Bulgaria. Italy, Asian handicap, minus one in Belfast. Ukraine to win in Bosnia. Finland, France, both teams to score. And Netherlands to take the lead against Norway. Total odds, 10-24. 10.24, you will be, Danny, very surprised if you check later our video for the Comeball with Leo and you see the number of his Aka. If he nails it, for sure we are going to make a lot of money. Then, Danny, check it, check it out, check it out. Thank you very much, Danny. Thanks, everyone, as well, for commenting with us. Still leave a comment and tell us your predictions for this match day. And, of course, don't forget to click on the like, subscribe, and click on the bell to get notifications. This is all for us. We will be back many times this week because football in the different leagues in Europe is back, so we will analyze every single game in the five top leagues, of course, with Serie A, with Danny Fisichella. Thank you, guys, and see you soon. Ciao, Edo. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.